Hello, divers. Coming to you from Studio D, this is the Deep Dive Microcast, a brief look into things I find interesting, and I hope you do too. I'm Tom Feeney, raconteur, rogue Kardashian sister, and writer for Wang Shop Movie Magazine. In this edition of the Deep Dive Microcast, we dive into motion picture history's greatest battle, a true test of strength, determination, and sheer willpower. Beast versus beast, reptilian versus mammal. Only one can emerge victorious. It's King Kong versus Godzilla. The hype is real. A couple of years ago, Warner Brothers released the monster-sized budget film Godzilla vs. Kong into theaters. This film was a sequel to both Kong Skull Island and Godzilla King of the Monsters as part of the so-called Monsterverse. That's meant to be a shared universe like the Marvel Cinematic Universe or whatever the hell DC is doing now. The movie starred Stranger Things' Millie Bobby Brown and one of the many Skarsgårds. The film did well at the box office despite the global pandemic causing the film to be delayed several times. I mean, they should have just called the movie Godzilla vs. Kong vs. COVID-19. However, despite those obstacles, the film went on to take in around $470 million at the box office globally. There is also another sequel in the works, scheduled for release in March of 2024. Thanks for listening, everybody. No, 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 no. We're not done here. Because I am not talking about the recent blockbuster CGI fest. Oh, no. This is about the OG monster mashup. The brawl that started it all. The 1962 Japanese-made epic that is King Kong versus Godzilla. I may have built that up a bit too much. We'll see. But before we get to the mono a monkey, a short history of our two plus-size pugilists is in order. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, weighing in at a lot and standing at really tall, the killer gorilla, the primate of pain, the scourge of Skull Island, Kong, the eighth wonder of the world. We're millionaires, boys. I'll share it with all of you. Why, in a few months, it'll be up in lights on Broadway. Kong, the eighth wonder of the world. Wild. Weird, wonderful, the stuff for which movies were made. Adventure, to make you wonder if it's true, while your eyes convince you that it is. Truly, the thrill of thrills. Don't miss it this time. The time-honored tale of a lovely young woman and the impossibly huge gorilla who loves her, King Kong was unleashed into theaters 90 years ago on March 2nd, 1933. Essentially, a film crew charters a boat to Skull Island with a blonde actress in tow. They find a village of natives who worship a giant ape-like monster. The natives want to sacrifice her to Kong. Apparently, Kong has a thing for blondes and kidnaps her. Now, the crew manages to subdue Kong and bring him back to New York City as some kind of freakish attraction. That doesn't go well. 
The film is, without exaggeration, one of the most popular and influential ones ever made. Not only was it a huge commercial and critical success, it made a movie star out of a giant ape. Aside from the film's entertainment value, the technical prowess displayed in King Kong was incredible. Specifically, the stop-motion animation used to breathe life into the rampaging beast. Those techniques influenced virtually every special effects artist since. After 1933, King Kong had been released, re-released, remade, rebooted, and even restored to its original pristine glory thanks to efforts by both Warner Brothers and the Criterion Collection. Now, there are probably more versions of King Kong floating around on home video than there are variants of uh, Kang the Conqueror. The original Kong can be rented, by the way, on most of the larger streaming platforms like Apple TV or Prime Video for around $2.99. If you have not gotten around to watching the original King Kong or for some reason you feel like it's too old or because it's in black and white, do yourself a favor, watch the film. It's a classic for many reasons. standing about as tall as most buildings in Tokyo, the rampaging reptile, the scales of justice, and the lizard of Oz! Godzilla, king of the monsters, whose death ray blasts the city from the face of the earth before your very eyes. Godzilla, alive! Stalking across the world, crushing all before it. Is Godzilla fantasy or a prophecy of doom? For the answer, see Godzilla, King of the Monsters. A tale of horror more fantastic than any ever written by Jules Verne. More terrifying than any ever shown on the screen. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes, it's everyone's favorite prehistoric destructive force of nature. Is he good? Is he evil? Is he a man in a suit? Or CGI? No matter. Godzilla is loved the world over by adults and kids alike. Now, if you've ever played Jenga or thrilled at watching a large building being imploded, you get the appeal of Godzilla. Knocking things over is fun. Just ask my cat. Quiet, you. Released in 1954, Godzilla, or more accurately, Gojira, was the first movie to feature what is referred to as kaiju, a genre of Japanese film featuring giant monsters. In fact, the term kaiju means strange beast. In the film, the giant reptilian tidal creature is awakened from its million-year slumber by an underwater hydrogen bomb test. Deemed a threat by the Japanese government, they attack Godzilla, and in response, the monster lays waste to much of Tokyo by stomping around and using his atomic breath to cause all kinds of fiery destruction. Now, much has been written about the underlying message of the film. While the original Godzilla was filmed, Japanese sovereignty had just been reinstated. World War II had ended less than a decade prior, and the Japanese people were still reeling from the aftermath of the two atomic bombs that had been dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Godzilla was meant to be a living, breathing representation of what the power of nuclear weapons could unleash upon the world. The film was a sensation in Japan, 
selling out theaters there. But would an American audience embrace a film with a guy in a monster suit chasing after frightened Japanese citizens? There was skepticism. In 1956, the retitled Godzilla King of the Monsters was released in the United States. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Incredible Titan of Terror. Wiping out a city of six million in a holocaust of flame. Jet planes cannot destroy it. Bombs cannot kill it. All modern weapons fail. Is this the end of our civilization? Can the scientists of the world find a way to stop this creature? For the answer, see Godzilla, King of the Monsters. The version American audiences saw was significantly different than the one that played in Japan. Footage was cut, mostly scenes that referenced any political ideology. Added were scenes shot specifically for the American version that inserted actor Raymond Burr of Perry Mason fame as a reporter named Steve Martin. Yep. Now Burr interacted with body doubles so it looked like he was in scenes with the Japanese actors. As it turned out, the re-edited Godzilla King of the Monsters was also a hit in the U.S. when it stomped all over theaters. But it gained its true fame being shown for decades on American televisions during Saturday afternoon creature features. Now, long before a match between Kong and Godzilla was even conceived, there had already been official sequels to both the original King Kong and Godzilla movies. An astonishing nine months after the original King Kong was released in 1933, Son of Kong made it into theaters. It was a direct sequel dealing with the crew of the original ship fleeing prosecution for what happened with Kong in New York. They go back to Skull Island seeking treasure, but instead find what they believe to be Kong's offspring, a large albino gorilla. Like most sequels, it's not as good as the original, but it's well worth watching as it continues the storyline right after the original. And just like its predecessor, Son of Kong can be rented on most major streaming platforms for around three to four dollars. Now on the scalier side of things, the first sequel to Godzilla arrived in theaters in 1955, the year after the original. Godzilla Raids Again from 1955 was pretty much both a rush job and an unabashed cash grab. This time, Godzilla battles a prehistoric Ankylosaurus named Angurius, okay? They fight, stuff gets knocked over, people run and scream, and that's pretty much it. When it came to America, the movie, for reasons, Godzilla Raids Again was renamed Gigantus, the Fire Monster. Here's motion picture adventure and excitement to stagger the imagination. The fantastic fire monsters raging out of the flaming bowels of hell. Mighty Gigantus crushing whole cities in its wrath. And deadly Angurus screaming its challenge of mortal combat. The battle of the ages. Scenes and sights and sensations beyond anything the screen has ever shown. Attempts were made to shoot a significant amount of new footage for the American version, 
even having the original monster suits shipped to the U.S. But in the end, changes amounted mostly to dubbing the Japanese dialogue into English and adding some stock footage. And that fight, fans, brings us to our main event. It is now 1962. Astronaut John Glenn becomes the first American to orbit the Earth. West Side Story wins Best Picture at the Oscars, and the Beatles' first single, Love Me Do, is released in the UK. The world was on the cusp of changing in ways no one could have ever imagined. And seemingly, from out of nowhere, two powerful entities stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with each other, with total annihilation as the only prize. No, I don't mean the United States and the Soviet Union. considerably larger, about 10 times the size of this gorilla's skull. Being instinctive rivals, there is no doubt that they will attempt to destroy one another. King Kong versus Godzilla, heading for their colossal collision, shattering every obstacle that stands between them in the most fantastic rampage of annihilation ever recorded on film. See King Kong stamp Tokyo into the ground holding a beautiful girl in his grasp. See Godzilla destroy an entire army. See King Kong trapped by the blazing barrier of a billion volts. But nothing, nobody can stop the great showdown when King Kong and Godzilla meet to fight for survival of the fittest. pass this up. The biggest monster in American films against Japan's giant atomic bomb metaphor? Sign me up. Now, the, the plot of King Kong vs. Godzilla is almost incidental. A pharmaceutical company captures a Kong-like animal and tows it on a raft to the mainland. Meanwhile, an American submarine unwittingly unleashes a frozen Godzilla who begins terrorizing the locals. Now, after an initial brawl in which Kong has to retreat, the two are forced to fight each other once again by the Japanese government in the hopes that the two destroy each other. So, who wins? Well, far be it from me to spoil a nearly 60-year-old movie, but Kong emerges victorious from the battle. Now, this brings us to an interesting myth that has spawned from this film. Like the other Godzilla movies, King Kong vs. Godzilla was re-edited for American theatrical release. A new subplot with American actors was shot and edited into the film. The entire soundtrack was tossed out and replaced with stock library music. And up until recently, this version, the American version, 
was the only one available outside of Japan. And here's where I do a little myth busting. For decades, many believed that there were two different endings shot for King Kong versus Godzilla. The ending for Japanese audiences had Godzilla as the victor, while the American ending had Kong take the spoils. But this is in no way accurate. While the Americanized version was heavily edited, the ending was not included in those changes. Kong has always been the ape left standing. You have to remember that in his initial appearances, Godzilla was the bad guy, a lizard. So it makes perfect sense that Kong would be the hero. But it wasn't until the original Japanese version was officially released in the US on DVD in 2019 that the myth was finally busted once and for all. But what did audiences think? Well, King Kong vs. Godzilla remains one of Japan's highest grossing theatrical films of all time. And while not as successful in the States, the film still made a tidy profit here. Unfortunately, as of this recording, King Kong vs. Godzilla is not officially on any streaming platform for rental or purchase. However, both the American and Japanese versions are available for free on YouTube in their entirety. And fun fact, the original idea for the film had Kong fighting, wait for it, Frankenstein's monster. Picture that, I dare you. Thanks for listening. If this is the first time you've heard this podcast, check out our past episodes and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And we want to hear from you. Drop us a line at the deep dive podcast gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to all of those and our merchandise store in the bio of our Instagram page. From all of us here at Studio D, which again is just me and my cat, Stay safe and take care. All clips used in the Deep Dive microcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive Lounge theme was arranged and performed by Robert Acorn based on the original composition by Ryan Blaney. The Deep Dive microcast is a production of Automaton Studios. <laughs>